Hey everyone, welcome back to In It For The Long Haul. I'm Lexi. And I'm Zeke. And this week, we really had a complete twist in the whole culture of the season. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Uh, Lots to cover here. And I feel like we're seeing the season crumble really on all sides, between the guys, between the girls, between Jesse and everyone else. No. Um, Yeah, it's a mess. It really is. What's your first impression, Rosique? Uh, Oh, man. I always forget about these. Um, I don't know. I pass. My, it's, just, it's a mess. That's my first impression, Rose. My first impression, Rose, and my final Rose are both Rachel-related. My first impression, Rose, is that this season seems to have a greater focus on her. Gabby is being done dirty, yo. Rachel is getting all the money for the elaborate one-on-ones. Oh, yeah, for the dates. Yeah, we thought last week that it would kind of switch off and that this week would be Gabby's time to shine with a more elaborate one-on-one since she, you know, didn't get a super fancy date. I mean, she went up in a helicopter, but then they landed in a parking lot. (laughs) Um, But no, here we have again, week two, Rachel has got a really fancy schmancy date and Gabby's going to see, you know, uh, a shawarma. So, um, <laughs> is that a, a food? A shawarma? I, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I think chakras is Sha- the... Chakra? Some sort of meditator. Yeah. So, anyway, that's just my first impression. Yeah. yeah, that this is really Rachel's season. Um, and, you know, I don't think that's really fair. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, kind of the way that this episode this episode is kind of proving out that they should not have done this or if they did this they should have you know thought out how to do it better given any structure any guidance yeah and i think ultimately the reality is is that abc if it wasn't clear already they're making it very clear that they don't actually the show is not anymore actually about legitimately finding a person who has been looking for love love it's about putting people in this crazy situation uh, and making it as dramatic as possible because they have to keep raising the stakes and otherwise people will stop watching um, because there's other shows out there doing crazier stuff. Right. And maybe the success rate of the couples is getting even lower because they're put in an environment that isn't conducive to forming any sort of relationship. So. Right. <laughs> and I think, I mean, you have to know that going on to the show. Yeah. And I think so that's why it's hard to like it just shouldn't end in an engagement anymore because at this right. point well, they're only you know, growing deep enough to like maybe date someone in the real yeah. world if that but certainly not a lifelong promise like that. So yeah. We really just kind of saw things break down from the very beginning of this episode. The ladies are talking amongst themselves about how they feel about everything and um, whether or not they can really continue having so much uncertainty about some of the guys there who they can't pinpoint whether they want to be with Gabby or Rachel. There's some guys that have made it already obvious, 
but they're saying how they're down to the wire and you know the guys have totally had enough time to choose and so we just need to force them to choose and I'm like girl what are you talking about having enough time we've been watching this season for two seconds yeah, and they haven't even, like, talked to all the men yet, it seems. Um, yeah. You know, because they keep canceling stuff. So, yeah, it's just a big mess. There's still 21 men left. Um, and it seems like there's already, like, a pretty clear separation. I mean, there usually is, I think. But because they haven't, like, hardly talked to some of these guys or, like, really interact with them in any meaningful way... It does seem like there's like eight guys who are in the, the lead and they just need to trim it down to like 12. But it's also tricky because you have two of them, two leads. And so I don't know. Then there's also all sorts of questions about like, how are they going to do hometowns and overnight dates? And are they going to do like Monday, Tuesday episodes and just have them be Gabby's hometown and Rachel's hometown? Right. We have no idea how they're going to do this and they don't either. Um, because well, if they split it yeah. right now... And they only have like eight or nine guys. That's way less than what a lead usually has to choose from on week four. Yeah. Too uh, too few, too many, too few. It's just a mess. Yeah. But they, they want the guys to like pick a side. And, you know, I don't think they really want that. Because when it happens, they should know better than to expect the guys to be able to do that well. With no guidance of how. No. And then they just fall over themselves and put their feet in their mouths. And yeah, it's bad. Right. Because they're still making this calculation that we kind of talked about last week. Where if you flirt with both, you increase your odds of staying. Yeah. But you also increase your chance of being involved in some sort of jealousy related drama. Uh, so you have to find a good balance. And now if Gabby and Rachel are talking about them picking sides and really not even interacting with the other bachelorette or any of those guys too that have become their friends that's a lot to decide and just close the door on and certainly it increases your odds of going home right yeah so it's a big calculation to make and the guys are talking about it a little in the house at the beginning of the episode and there's kind of this passive aggressive uh, mentality from some of the men who are already confident about which woman they want to pursue telling the other guys that if they don't know who they're going after then you know they could be at risk of going home and it's kind of like a subtle flex that's happening and it's it's just there's a lot of tension uh in the air yeah well, are you ready to get into the dates? Yeah. Okay. So the first uh, date was Rachel's one-on-one, -on -one, and she picked Zach. So um, Zach and Rachel, they, they go and meet uh, Karamo Brown from uh, Queer Eye, which I haven't really ever watched Queer Eye, um, but I guess he's kind of one of the newer additions to the cast, and um, he's got like a day plan for them. So he tells them that they're going to go to a red carpet premiere. So, you know, we've seen this type of date sort of before where they kind of go down into Hollywood and kind of, you know, you get people spotting them to, you know, drum up some hype for the show that's coming up. Um, and they get, you know, the whole fashion show. So, you know, this is a pretty standard date. We've seen stuff like this before and they're going to be dressed to the nines. And it sounds, it seems like really exciting. 
And it's big, too, because we have seen a high success rate for those on both The Bachelor and Bachelorette that get the fashion dates and essentially get to keep, like, a really high... Good wardrobe. Yeah, high-value piece of clothing or more from their date. Which I don't know if that was part of this, but... Yeah, they wore what they the last outfit they picked out on the fashion show to the premiere. Right. We don't know if they, it's it's different from like the shopping dates though, where the girls come back with right. But this lots might be bags. the equivalent of it, right? Fair because enough. Because guys just like aren't as into it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so that's kind of the first part of that date, um, kind of the the intro to it. But you know, after they kind of do their little mini fashion show. Um, Gabby decides that, hey, I'm sitting around doing nothing. I should just go say hi to these, you know, 20 guys that are sitting around doing nothing. Which is super smart. Which you makes double sense. your time. Yeah, which they should totally be doing this whole season. When one's on a date, the other should be hanging out with the other guys. And Especially if they don't feel like they have enough time to talk. Right. Yeah. Use all the time. But she kind of shows up. She's like, what do you guys do all day? Haha. <laughs> and they're just like sitting out on the porch. We bro like, out. Hanging out, broing out throwing a football around and so she's like that gets latched onto like in a weird way it's like oh you guys throw football around so they start doing it but then she's making her gabby comments about like i never I don't, wanted to do i this. never wanted you to do this i don't like this why are they doing this she's so forward but in like right. uh she in, like, like, like laughs way. while she's saying it right so you think it's like a joke kind of with her tone of voice you yeah. don't like it's you don't read that she's not having a good time but i hate these situations because they they do them intentionally. They don't tell the guys it's going to happen. The guys don't know what the deal is. They don't know if it's like, hey, can I pull you and chat with you? They don't know right, if it's allowed. Right, it's not an official date. Right, and so, and so they don't want to like ruffle feathers yeah, or like they don't wanna step appear, out of bounds. Right. And production knows that. And so they like manufacture these situations for drama, which, you know, is what the show is. <laughs> we like, I don't know. It's hard because I like, I walk this line between complaining about like this manipulation by the show by the producers because it i think ostensibly like i would rather watch a show where you actually get to see people form relationships and end up with someone who they get married to like that's exciting it's maybe not it's not the most traditional or probably even the best or maybe good way to find a spouse because you're you know macking with all these other people um but you know that's what the show is billed as and now it's like just this max maximum drama situation show right um so it's like you know we complain about it but then it's kind of entertaining the way that they like create these situations so i don't know um but that's kind of what was going on there yeah and it's and and gabby just is very has very like i think she has very little patience for she has like a very short fuse for feeling like um for feeling like the things aren't going her way or like not going and she doesn't like stop and think like oh well maybe they didn't know what to do and she has you know whispers in her ears that like these guys don't care about you right and I mean I think that some of her disappointment is warranted because it's like okay yeah they don't know she's coming but how quickly can you adapt? Maybe you don't think that you have the right to pull her aside and have a conversation because you're unfamiliar with the parameters of the situation, but you at least like go out of your way to like flirt with her by like trying to tackle her lightly or just like involve her more in the football game or, um, 
give her a high five and just like talk to her in some way instead of like keeping your focus on the other guys like she was there and she wanted you know somebody to at least pay attention to her like they didn't have to go all the way to like ask her for a convo but you know some sort of like flexibility I think is not too much for her to expect but I do think like it was one of those classic situations that we saw in Michelle's season two Mm -hmm. where like she was put in a situation where she felt like the guys wanted to hang with each other more than they wanted to hang with her. And that does hurt. That's sleepover Um, date, And Michelle's, it was like an actual group date. Gabby's was like a surprise. So like maybe it's not as bad for them to (laughs) kind of ignore her. But Michelle's date, certainly that was like, you guys, you're there to date her just so you remember. Right. Um... But yeah, we, I think that that was an interesting addition, um, to break up Rachel's one-on-one to see like Rachel on this amazing one-on-one things are going so well. They're spending a lot of money on it. And then like Gabby goes and hangs with the guys that they don't talk to her. Right. Plays into my theory that like the focus is on Rachel. Right. And I mean, they're like kind of alternating between like the women being insecure about the situation um which is like kind of inevitable um but they it seems like they're kind of pulling levers to make it go back and forth um you know like they're earlier on in the season you know we had that that group date where Rachel had like three consecutive like awkward interactions slash guys telling her that they're more interested in Gabby yeah and so now now it's kind of the opposite and Mm -hmm. you know there's more of that to come but yeah so that was a mess and then I think there was like a scene a little like maybe a couple hours after that where Gabby you know was having a little pity party about pacing situ- back and forth yeah pacing but then in the midst of the cut back and forth was the date card showing up her date card showing up um in the midst of her wondering if anyone cares about her um and then also she or no I guess Rachel sent home a one-on-one so I guess that's different but you know a one-on-one isn't necessarily it's like you know 50% shot so far of going home and so then, but then the date card comes and it's for Eric. Um, and so Eric gets the date card. Oh, and it says, Eric, who said three is a crowd? So, you know, it's like, is this going to be a two-on-one? Uh, is it going to be, who knows? So yeah. we knew that there was going to be someone else on that date, but we didn't know who at that point. Um, okay, so back on the one-on-one, it turns out that this is not a real movie premiere. I was tricked into thinking it was. Um, I should have known better. No, it's obviously they're not going to like waste their precious time together watching a movie where they can't talk. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Rather, it's a baby montage. And it was truly yeah. one of the most precious dates i've ever seen on this show yeah it was good it was really good what the show is all about when we had our baby montage at our rehearsal dinner it Mm. was just like one of the most special parts of our whole wedding weekend because there's just Mm -hmm. something about seeing the other person as they grow up and and feeling like you were connected to them all along even though you didn't know each other yet it just like really like pulls at your heart yeah it was really sweet we got some accompaniment by uh matt white never heard of him but that was his name uh on <laughs> on, on the piano you know gotta give him their credit you know he, he got you're such a chance. good promoter for abc he, you know they that's what they're there for we got to give these small artists uh these small musicians their due um 
and it's great. They've got some snacks in the seats with them. I, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't really eat them, I don't think. But, um, yeah, they they kind of go through that. There's a message from like each of their moms. Yeah, which is like that's a big deal. I know. That's like some you know. I think you can pretty confidently Sharpie's access name in for hometowns for sure. Unless something crazy happens, especially but. because newsflash. He went to the airport with his dad to watch planes take off when he was little. And Rachel did the same thing. Therefore, marriage. Right. Which we discussed this in the moment. I've never heard of anyone doing this. Um, but it seems like you had done it before. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like what I've seen out in the world about this is that this is not super common. That's fair. I, But, I mean... I don't know. It's not uncommon either. I've known some people to do it. It's like easy entertainment for kids. I don't know right. of many like girls that were taken to to do it. I think like a lot of young boys are, um, you know, it's a good way to occupy them. But so it maybe is unique for him to find a another girl that's done another girl, another a girl, girl. Okay. yeah. That's done it, you know? Um, yeah. But I'm surprised Rachel seemed so shocked because it seems like surely she's met other, a, a guy that has has done that as a child. I don't know. but Yeah. I mean, I think they're just kind of trying to trying to make connections and figure out how to get people to rise above the and rest. And they're you know? sentimental. They're in a sentimental yeah. mood. So oh, everything sure. seems really... Yeah, it seems like... I feel like at this point, they're like, we should definitely be together because, like, look how great the state is. And so they're finding reasons why, like, they're totally destined to get married, you know? Right. And, then, like, you know, to the camera, they're both talking about how it's such a magical date. And I think Zach said he's, like, starting to fall for her after like the one-on-one um lots of big statements about the strength of their connection and how much they like each other so um definitely zach i would say is a front runner if not the front runner for rachel um which is crazy because it's only her first successful one-on-one date um she should have given jordan a chance man crazy but uh anything else on oh and he gets the rose right right yeah given so 10 out of 10 date great date super expensive super it was that expensive i mean mean, yeah you gotta hire this famous guy from queer eye and then a small artist rent out this theater in downtown la that's blah blah blah, and then a lot of effort in tracking down these pictures well i think they have to submit them all probably when they as part of their like coming on the show i think they probably all have to submit a bunch of stuff huh that's, I would think. That's a thought. Like as soon as they're cast and like yeah. confirmed, they probably have. Well, if like, they if they do that, they... kind of like the circle. You have to have like all of your photos for your photo albums. Yeah. Well, if they do have that requirement, then I want to see more baby photos on other seasons. Yeah. <laughs> or they just like know who the leads are going to be. So be like, hey, you should. Uh, everyone's doing. Everyone's doing it for sure. You gotta give us a bunch of baby photos. <laughs> it's only Zach and Hayden. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well. Then next up was, it was, I think, maybe strange to have the one-on-ones back-to-back and then the group date. I thought that was kind of weird um, because Gabby and Eric's one-on-one was next, but more like two-on-one because Grandpa John shows up, so everyone's favorite, you know, we all love, one of the best things about this show is the quirky and unique family members uh, that show up on Hometowns uh, and or the finale with the parents. Um mm-hmm. 
or siblings. And so that, that can be one of the f- most fun things, especially late in the season. Um, and Grandpa John really stole the show uh, and really claimed the most entertaining family member uh, of last season. And so mm. he was just great. You can see kind of where Gabby gets her bluntness. He, he says kind of whatever's on his mind and likes to crack a lot of jokes. They so, do not look anything alike, though. Well, you know, skip a generation, male, female. It's hard to compare. That's fair. <laughs> um, She, like, you know, obviously really trusts his opinion. So I think that this is a good sign for Eric getting this opportunity to meet him prior to hometowns. Yeah, maybe. It's also, like, sucks because you got this grandpa on your date. Like, yeah, you want your first but, date with someone to not be with their grandpa. Right, but glass half empty or half right, full. Right. Do you think of, like, oh, I'm losing, like, one-on-one time with her? Or, like, oh, she's bringing her grandpa, who's, like, oh, kind of sure. her main family member, to, like, meet me specifically. You know, this is a big opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's that's true as well. But I would rather my first, like, one-on-one date with someone not be with their grandpa. Like, we can do that on the second date. That's fair. <laughs> I have great grandpas, though. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, this this date sent mixed signals for me because I feel like it's really flattering to be asked on a date with someone that means a lot to you, but then their date is going to, you know, the shawarma, chakra, whatever A lady. sound bath, yeah. And usually those types of dates have, like, gone, come immediately before yeah. Tisha a... Yeah, and Blake. yeah. <laughs> An elimination. And yeah. so I was like, well, man, I really don't know, actually, if this is a good date for Eric anymore. So kind of mixed signals there. Did Clayton do one of those? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I know that, like, they Matt, literally do Matt and Serena season. did, like, their tantric yoga thing. Yeah. That went really poorly. Um, Peter and Kelly had, like, a jungle, like, rainforest um like we got to check your spirits with the smoke and do like some guided trust mazes. Um, and like that kind of went poorly and she ended up going home shortly after that. So yeah, no, these are never, these aren't usually good dates, uh, but they usually occur later. Um, right. to kind of, to kind of draw out and cast doubt upon the strength and, and veracity of the relationship. Um, and so this was, and this was a little different. This was more of just like a relaxation. They, I think they said it was a sound bath. Yeah. But John was taking a nap. <laughs> he straight up It was asleep. so funny. There and was, the camera was right in his yeah, face. There was a shot of like, of Eric and Gabby, like kind of cuddling a little bit and grandpa John just right in the foreground, like just napping. It was one of my favorite shots, um, from the bachelor ever. Yeah. I honestly, great camera work. that's great wallpaper right there. I'll have to find it and maybe we can post a screenshot of it. Well, I bet Hulu doesn't let you take a screenshot, Darn. but yeah, but they survived the sound bath. And so they decide to go bowling, which seems like so different from the sound bath. Very different vibe. Neon lights, not relaxing, No. high energy situation, but you gotta, you know, inject some more life into the date. But again, like, Bowling and a sound bath that usually like means you're going home. Like this is this is just so different, like such a different scale than what they're doing for Rachel. I don't know if in my short bachelor tenure, I don't know if I've ever seen a bowling date. Maybe a bowling group date. 
There was a bowling group date recently. Yeah, and it was like the team that wins gets to oh, spend more yeah. time. Oh yeah, that with was Matt. With, I think it was, it was Matt. on Matt's season. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean bowling's not bad. Like that's fun, but it's just like when you compare it against what they're doing for Gabby. This is another parallel to Joe Millionaire. Mm. They always have like high class dates and then like low class dates. To try to throw them off the scent. Yeah. And um, this just like kind of feels like that without like the girls actually being different in their income. (laughs) Um, Right. So anyway, uh, I loved this moment where Gabby just like goes up to a random old woman who's like clearly precast and is like, Hey, you oh, want to sure. bowl with me and my grandpa and my date? And this was his audition for finding Senior love bachelor. in your golden They've years. been, I think they've been teasing that the entire time I've watched the bachelor. <laughs> I don't know if they started before Peter's season, but I'm pretty confident they were teasing it during Peter's season. But that was also the beginning of 2020. Yeah. So I think they probably thought that they were going to do it. But then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Can't have senior bachelor during COVID. No. Uh, you can do reg- regular bachelor, but not senior bachelor. Bad idea. But also, I'm sure it takes a while to find someone uh, dynamic enough to be a lead for senior bachelor. And they kind of struck gold with Grandpa John. No kidding. So I don't see how they could have anyone besides him i would watch the heck out of that season oh for sure he'd be great yeah but then it's time for dinner um and they you know have standard conversation talking about eric talks about his family and i think he had a good family um and that kind of but that kind of leads into gabby talking about her family and how when she turned 18 her mom basically just wrote her off abandoned her um which is really sad and it just made her really emotional um, she got up to leave, um, was talking. We're getting a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We're getting to see, which I love. I love that stuff. I like to see, you know, I think it'd just be so cool to, I want to watch a documentary about the making of The Bachelor and just all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Um, or even just to like watch an episode that was just a lot of behind the scenes footage. I like to see how the sausage is made. Um, but you know, she's worrying you. You get some great lines. Like, I think I'm too, am I too broken for anyone to love? all that classic stuff she's really worried which you know I don't know it's frustrating because I know that the the process can cause people to be insecure or doubt themselves but and again it's the gripe about you know maximum drama it's an inverse relationship between like the juiciness of the drama and the like emotional stability and like readiness like of the lead to actually be in a relationship and like their confidence in who they are um and for like the first time that you have a conversation with someone uh that it like shakes you to your core and causes you great insecurity to even tell them about like your family situation like you need to be in a place where you can talk about those things you might like cry a little bit because it's sad but it can't like cause you to spiral (laughs) Like, you got to have a good sense of your self-worth self worth if you're going to be in the situation. I think that sometimes you don't know, though, what's going to set you off. You might think you've made a lot of progress, and then it's like, whoa. Um, and it doesn't mean you haven't. It's just sometimes you've got flare-ups. And I think it can you can be vulnerable to that when other stressors are building up. And, you know, she had just had a disappointing time with the other guys. Yeah. Um, 
and you know she saw her grandpa earlier that day and it's like I brought my grandpa on the state because he is my main family member and Eric's telling her that he's got this really solid family unit and you know things just look so so much different for her and she yeah and like different than Rachel too yeah um and so I think that maybe she just like didn't expect for all of those things to like line up at once and really like trigger her because it seems like yeah it has been a long time since her mom left and that's like a huge terrible thing to go through and so it seems like it is still impressive all that she's grown since then um so I don't think it means she's necessarily not ready for an experience like this but um it is hard to see you know I don't know yeah but I think um I think Eric takes all of this decently well part of him like I can't tell if he he had, he had a very like stoic look through this whole situation so I can't tell if if he was like just taking it in stride or uh, there's a couple points where I thought like he has this like oh no like what have I gotten myself into look in his eyes um but I feel like he handles it well at yeah. least in this moment his overall response was decent yeah yeah um I would say it was, it, the his response to her was good I just don't know, like, if he's just saying the right things because he knows how to, like, deal with the situation well in a way that, like, is good and comforting to her. But if he's actually in his mind thinking, like, well, okay, I'm going to get through this, but this is kind of, like, wacko and crazy. I don't know. We'll find out, hopefully. Um, Hopefully he's just solid and they can make something work. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But she sits in his lap a couple separate – two separate times, both, like, at the dinner table – when she comes back, she like sits at parks in his lap and they kiss some and then they like go off somewhere else for her to give him the rose, which she does. And then she like gets back up in his lap. She's like, I just need to get in your lap so that we can kiss better. Uh, Crazy. I must have like blanked <laughs> on these yeah, times because no. I don't even remember. She was sitting in his lap. Full oh, on. man. Anything else on the Gabby Eric date? No. Okay, well, then we have possibly the largest group date in Bachelor history. It Unless, was. Did they do one last week? Uh, yeah. I guess technically they did do one, but there was no activity, was well, there? Well, they didn't say that it was a group date because they stayed at the mansion. The oh, they did, the, they did the little pageant yeah. strip show. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a group date-ish, but that one would have been bigger. Yeah. But this is a tw- 19, 19 man group date. Um, and you know, it starts them coming out in their wedding dresses. And I was like, we've seen this like every single season mm-hmm. for like the last three or four seasons. So I was like, whatever. But then it got a lot more fun. They had the guys all dress up in various costumes, depending on, um, their rank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in and the like show right their now. level um, of promise of making right, it to the right. end. So the front runner is very dignified, not even wearing costumes, just wearing some nice cocktail, uh, jackets and whatever. Uh, with some nice, you know, buttoned-up shirts, no ties, just good, good look there. And but then all the way down to like guys in like full body cast. I think uh, it was Kirk that was in his full body cast, and you had like uh, Meatball with a diaper on, dressed as a baby. Someone, I think uh, Ethan. Oh man, I think Ethan is his name. Was wearing a propeller cap. So you know, just a wide variety. You had, you had like a group of cowboys, like sexy cowboys. Um, I don't know. So they just were doing like these different photo shoots uh, with the groups or with individuals. My favorite part was 
they had, I think Avon was in, or maybe it was Quincy, someone, there's, maybe there's a couple guys in a hospital gown, um, and one of them, they were like taking pictures as if he was giving birth, and then out popped Meatball, baby Meatball, hairy baby, uh, between, yeah. out from between his legs, I, I laughed really hard, I thought that was really funny. Um, you know, of course, Jacob, we had to show off his body some more. So he got a leaf to wear. Um, and I, I saw a, of course, censored, um, behind the scenes photo. And he was in fact only wearing that leaf. Um, there was no, there was no underwear, um, underneath that leaf. So they, they go full out. Um, so anyway, yes, he was wearing the leaf. They did the classic, you know, Garden of Eden shoot with uh, Gabby? Yeah. Yeah. So she had a little, like, whatever leafy bra thing on. I don't know. Uh, and so they did that. Um, so lots of just, you know, whatever. Fun photo shoot. Good times. Fun on TV. But probably not really building connections much, you know? Right. I think uh, Rachel and Gabby had fun. And it was maybe good for Gabby after, like, a hard week. Um, but yeah, it really wasn't that meaningful. <laughs> yeah. Before getting slapped in the face in the evening, not literally. Oh, uh, and then at the end they, you know, had some, had the front runners. I think they had like Nate and, uh, Tino and I don't know who else, Ty- Tyler, did Tyler yeah. do it? I don't uh-huh. know. Let's see. Did I write yeah, it down? Tyler proposed. Right. So they had some of like the guys who were maybe front runners do some nice little proposals, um, and, you know, whatever. It's fun. Good date. I don't know. I always thought the proposals are weird. Well, like week I just three think, and you're proposing to this person right, you met like a week ago. It's awkward, too, because it's in front of everyone else. And it's not even like they all had the opportunity to do it. It's like clearly the front runners were chosen to do that part that's like least embarrassing and potentially emotionally... Um, I don't know. Charge. Yeah. Well, and you gotta uh, get some like so you gotta get some footage for the for the throwback tape when they do the actual proposal yeah. in the finale. Yeah. And so like I just think that that would totally kill my vibe as a contestant if I wasn't chosen to be one of those. Yeah. It's like what am I doing here? I'm dressing up as a baby. I'm see, yeah, see myself like, out. This was just so obvious. So not really the best choice for timing or anything um so we see all of them invited to kind of the group date after party which is big big enough that they have to rent out a football stadium yeah no they're they're at sofi stadium which is did they say it was the home of the rams Rams and the chargers yep Hmm, i guess that's efficient if you're gonna have two teams in one city no need to have two giant taxpayer-funded whatever stadiums stupid but hey rams there's an available stadium in a city called st louis huh. Great <laughs> you concept. would you wouldn't have to share maybe the maybe st louis and in los angeles will just share the rams and just give them back to each other every like 20 years or however long it is that they is it 30 when did they when did the rams i think was it 1990 i don't know it doesn't matter anyway <laughs> they're at the the new fancy expensive stadium um they're in some back room i don't know it looked like just standard bachelor hangout space i don't know how they i don't know if they brought in furniture or if 
probably in a, a, a stadium like that, they've got some fancy areas yeah, to schmooze for the, the, celebrities. the celebrities and the team owners and stuff. So for they're sure. probably hanging out in that suite area, um, S-U-I-T-E, but it's also pretty sweet too. Um, but then, you know, getting some individual one-on-one time out on the field, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, whether you are, you know, making out, rolling around in the end zone or they've brought a couch out for you to make out on um you know we were getting it all they were having some good connection moments i think even even had i think probably really particularly shined uh, yeah. in his one-on-one time or at least they showed us him they showed the most footage of him and then it got yeah. really steamy with tino and oh yeah they're on the couch like, guys let's not make babies here or anything <laughs> um but no they wouldn't but um, but then kind of the big story of this nighttime was we got, we don't know if actually they were chronologically consecutive, but we saw consecutive three guys, uh, with various, uh, deft and, uh, tact tell Gabby what she told us that she was one, they were wanting in the beginning of the episode, maybe not done this way, but telling her that, you know, it's great. It's been great. You're wonderful, but we're just going to be here for Rachel and pursue, pursue her only. Um, I don't know, like just, you don't have to tell her that, like you can tell her that without telling her and just, it'll be obvious if it's just like, you're not like making effort to like take the connection deeper, but then like show that when Gabby's around, when you're around Rachel, like, like pay attention to Rachel more than Gabby. You don't have to tell Gabby, like she'll figure it out. She's not stupid. Right. And if they are actually doing well at building a connection with Rachel, Rachel will be talking about them to Gabby and those soft dibs will like solve the problem. Become a little less soft. Yeah. I think that, um, Tyler was the first to do it and, and he did fine and he did really well and Gabby respected it. Was it necessary? Still, maybe no, but he did it well. And then it just got progressively worse until we get to Hayden. I think Hayden was second. Say, no, Hayden was third. Oh, Hayden okay. saying um, that Gabby is rough around the edges. Yeah, I think he implied that she was not like, I don't know. I, I think he maybe made some reference to like his morals or something. Yeah, and that Rachel was more aligned. I think like what Which he's, I think is hilarious, but whatever. What he's saying is essentially that like Gabby, yeah, is like less of a traditional type uh, bachelorette. I guess I don't know what he oh, exactly for sure. means. I think In terms that, of personality. Yeah, yeah, she leads with humor. She is certainly, like, more forward with her words. All of these things. Um, First of all, I don't think that he needs to, like, make any comparison between the two of them in order to convey his point. Second of all, whoa, (laughs) bringing up values and saying describing someone as rough around the edges is just, like, never going to be received well. Like... Even somebody that has bad values, which I'm not saying that, like, Gabby is inherently bad or that Rachel's better or anything, but even if, like, somebody did have bad values, they're they're never going to think that they do, you know, and that, that they're going to be offended because if they think that they have good values, they're going to think that, you know, everybody else doesn't have as good of values as them or whatever. Like, people don't want to be in the wrong. So you should, like... 
it's just never going to work well for you relationally, even if it's true, to like lead with that. Like there are better ways to say it. It's something you could bring up to somebody that you do have a solid relationship with where you have that trust, whatever. He clearly doesn't have that with Gabby. So I just don't know why he ever even entered that territory because like I just don't see how any way he said it uh, could have gone well. Yeah. So yeah. it's too bad because Hayden's smile 10 out of 10. Yeah. I really was on the Hayden train. And then I was like, bro, Same. this is just like not smart. No. And he might even be very, like wading into villain territory here. Yeah. Which would be sad. I know. Baby faced, good looking villain. But I know. Um, Jacob does the same. Um, I think less terribly or less poorly received by Gabby. But yeah, it's also. Yeah, he was second. Oh, I've got them in Tyler, Hayden, Jacob order. Oh. Um, mm. So I probably wrote them down chronologically. But that's okay. It doesn't matter ultimately the order because it was three of them all in a row. Um, Gabby says, I'm sure Rachel is going through the same thing. And then it cuts to, um, the th- I think, consecutively the three of them all running to Rachel to tell her that they're into her and like making out with her. So tough, tough moment for Gabby. She's had a tough week. Yeah. Um, and so, and then they're just about to swing it right back to being Rachel who gets rejected. As I talked about, they're, they're going back and forth between them. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, so then they are kind of, they wrap up that nighttime portion. Rachel gives her rose to even because of his great performance, um, uh, on their one-on-one time on the field. Um, I wrote here that Gabby is about to give the rose to herself and cuss out the guys. And I wasn't far from that. She did not give out a rose. She said, I just didn't feel like I could, uh, give a rose to anyone. And, you know, gave like kind of the smiling, super passive aggressive, like something's very wrong and you should be scared of me. Yeah. And everyone was silent. Right. You can hear a pin drop. And so, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a mess. They're not giving anyone direction and they're saying what they want and the guys are doing it, but poorly because of the lack of direction. Yeah. It's just, it's just not great. Um, so yeah, Gabby and Rachel touch base after that, and um, Gabby tells her what has happened, and even mentions specifics about Hayden, in particular, telling her that she's rough around the edges, and that's hard. I'm sure yeah. for Rachel to hear because, you know, I think it was smart of her to say this is like not the right way to go about it. Like they think that they can say something that's kind of disrespectful or offensive to one of us because that's not the one that they're pursuing. No, that's going to make them look bad to the one that they are pursuing. You know, I wouldn't want to go after a guy that I had heard had had the audacity to say something like that to my friend because who knows what he'll say about me if I ruffle his feathers and his tune changes, you know? Right. And so that, again, I just don't know why Hayden would think that anything in that territory would be smart to touch on. Right. Because um, it's going to get back to Rachel, who he wants to impress. So, yeah, I was like, well, Peyton's going home after this. But, um, you know, they really, if they're like... Yeah, so I think that this was the point where they were like, we need to 
change up this structure because it is not working to have these guys like treat the one that they're not interested in however way they want um you know like let's just let's just like get away from each other and get the guys away from each other and have our own season like what a novel concept (laughs) yeah so which you mentioned you mentioned Hayden maybe going home the next uh the next day they're kind of doing their debrief about the previous evening Hayden thinks he's you know maybe a little bit on shaky ground but he's confident he'll move on um and you know we have the classic I've barely talked to them need more time this this really glad for the cocktail cocktail party is gonna be crucial for me just to really you know solidify my connections make sure I get a rose so naturally after that conversation happens Jesse walks in announces that that cocktail party is canceled the women are making a drastic change to the season um they're gonna split up the house they're gonna do bachelor draft uh each have their own pool of roses offer them out we don't exactly know how it's gonna work they just know that um it's gonna be split they're gonna have to commit to one or the other some of these guys have barely talked to either of them and so uh I think there's still a couple guys who with their foot in both camps, maybe, you know, maybe Logan and Mario, who we've had maybe some, some differences with. Um, Meatball. (laughs) Meatball. Yeah. You got that, got that steamy double date with the, uh, with the meatball and uh, spaghetti meatballs. Um, And maybe Johnny to a certain extent. I don't know. I I feel like he had, he did the thing where he like kissed them both on the cheek, but that seems like it was ages ago. Um, So yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things we're going into it you don't we don't know they don't know i don't think if they get offered a rose do they and they reject it do they have a chance to get one from the other women the other woman i none of this is explained no but i think that like that is what is insinuated and that is totally misleading because they specifically pre-picked the guys who were to receive their nine roses or whatever it was and they didn't like leave this uh potential room for a guy to like reject one of their roses and then the other to decide that they you know had an extra rose or they liked them enough to replace someone right do you think they coordinated and like kind of was like hey i'm gonna go for this guy do you think they like kind of did some dividing up together yeah for sure i think they definitely picked together because they like they didn't want to be blindsided by like, oh, I was going to offer my eighth rose to Logan and Rachel offered her fourth rose to him. So now right. what do I do? Like they totally like talked about it. Um, but I do yeah, think it's probably. just unfair to the guys to, to not really know. make it clear that, yeah, if you reject the rose from There's the person, another rose you're, for you. you're for sure going home. Like the yeah. other person isn't going to change well, of their mind. Of course they didn't tell them that. Because that the, makes it dramatic. Right. But the girls, like, especially having it be two female leads, like they are so much more certain about what they want to do. And they right. like also don't want to step on each other's toes intentionally. And so it's like, oh, Rachel wants to give her rose to this person okay, they're totally off my list. And so even if that person rejects Rachel's rose, like Gabby has already put it out of her mind to like form a connection with that person, you know, because Rachel called him. Rachel was intending to give a rose to him. And so I just like don't foresee her 
changing one of her predetermined roses to give to this guy, you know? And so it just like makes it hard for the guys. Like, I guess, you know, it's better to go home than to be locked into a journey with someone you're not interested in. But I, I still think it's like, I don't know (laughs) if they wanted to stay to get more Instagram followers and they weren't aware of like how to do that. That sucks for them. (laughs) Right. And it also sucks for the leads because then it sets them up for a rejection that they wouldn't have otherwise experienced, I think. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're like, you know, we'll see it coming up. But if you're like Termaine and you know that there's not a rose from you from from Gabby, like you probably accept Rachel's rose. Yeah. Because like maybe you're still kind of on the fence because you this like thing was just sprung on you that you have to like be locked into one or the other. And so they kind of just like inched over to one side or the other but it wasn't super like a super solid decision and they don't have a connection with really either of them yet right but it's like okay but overall if I can only talk to one of them I'm gonna choose Gabby but it's like if they knew that they were gonna for sure go home if they rejected Rachel's rose and they're not completely against a potential relationship with her they just chose Gabby because they had to then like yeah maybe he would have stayed and tried things with Rachel knowing that he Gabby was not intending to to try things with him um I yeah I just think like the lack of information parody here between the contestants and the leads certainly does set it up for drama but it's just not as fair yeah yeah so getting into this rose ceremony draft situation um Avon and Zach both have roses from Rachel um and Eric has one from Gabby um and interestingly they are not standing up with the rest of the men they're kind of in separate rooms elsewhere in the mansion um to, i guess to be joined by the men once they get their roses so it's because they're literally not gonna see their bros again it seems like oh uh, yeah i'm sure they will but like i don't know yeah they're they're kind of splitting them symbolically and physically so it'll be interesting so the and you know that this this rose order is a rank. Um, maybe not, def- obviously, the, the guys that have roses from the dates may not be, you know, one and two from Rachel. Like, even and Zach aren't probably one and two. Zach might be one or two from Rachel or for Rachel. But the rest of these roses are in order, right? Like, you have to think, like, this kind of, you, you kind of have to. You got to go in order. You can't, can't lose these guys. So, Rachel gives her first rose to Tino. No surprises there. Gabby's goes to Nate. Uh, Rachel's goes to Logan. So really no drama with who got Logan, like the rose from Logan. I'm, that's coming later down the line, though, I think. Um, drama with Logan. Um, and then Gabby gives her to Johnny. The music made it seem like he might reject it and go for Rachel instead. Um, but he accepts it. Um, and then Tremaine gets offered a rose by Rachel, and he is reticent to be the first guy that rejects a rose, but he had decided that he was more interested in pursuing Gabby. And so he rejects the rose and nobody knows what happens. So Jesse strolls in, which don't know why he wasn't standing there. I guess the the host doesn't usually stand in the room. He comes in for, this is the final rose announcement. Um, But so he strolls in and announces that that rose is gone now. Um, Termaine can go back up with the rest of the guys and hope for a rose from Gabby, but Rachel loses her rose by getting rejected, which sucks. She doesn't get to like pick a different guy to replace him. She just like loses one of the guys from her pools because he rejected her. 
Right. And again, Gabby's not going to change her mind about her other roses. So right. Termaine's done too. It's just, right. yeah, so nobody Termaine's, wins Termaine's in this only, situation. Termaine's only hope would be that if they weren't removing the roses and Gabby had a guy reject her so that Gabby then had an unassigned rose, which she doesn't because they're just taking the rose away. Yeah. Um, so, which the wild thing is, is that Termaine and then after they see how it happens, Termaine isn't the last one to reject a rose. So it does seem like some of these guys are genuinely only interested in, in one and not the other. So then Spencer gets a rose from Gabby. Good pick from her. We haven't really seen much of Spencer, but I, I, I hope he, you know, I hope we get to know him a little more. He seems, he's got a good look. Um, and then Alec, right after Termaine rejects the rose, rejects the next rose from Rachel. Um, I think that's pretty, you know, got to take the roses you can get, Alec. You're not, you're not going nowhere. Um, but he does. He rejects it. I'm she surprised Rachel wanted him, though. He totally yeah. he, seems like he was vibing with Gabby. Yeah. Um, but then Gabby uh, gets Mario again, a situation where it seemed like there was more of attention of not knowing who he was going to go for but then not too much drama about her picking Mario. So Yeah, you missed uh, Gabby giving one to Jason and then Rachel giving one to Tyler, which finally is accepted. Oh, you're right. Yes, yes. Um, you got to skip past those. Um, yeah, that was, you know, you knew t- you knew Rachel was going to like, which I'm surprised Tyler didn't come sooner because I thought that she would have had more of a yeah, connection over Alex. with Tremaine and Alex. So I think her order kind of gets... Gets out of order there, but then she goes for Tyler. Then maybe they like filmed it that way mm. to make it seem more dramatic, like getting rejected Drama. twice in a row. Maybe yeah. Well, and or I edited guess that. They way. would have maybe had to be careful though with the shots they chose because we would have been able to see the other guys. Nobody counts the roses, <laughs> right? Um, but then uh, Rachel gives her rose to, next rose to Ethan, who is just ecstatic to still be there and getting a rose. And then Gabby gives hers to Kirk. Same thing. Just you know, can't can't be beggars can't be choosers. Go here. team. Go team. Um, and then Jordan H gets a rose from Rachel. Um, Quincy gets a rose from Gabby. Uh, and then Meatball gets uh, a rose from Rachel, and he rejects it. <laughs> Meatball. Uh, okay. Um, you know, you do you, bro. Um, he rejects it and goes back up to maybe see if Rachel is in Bold moves. Gabby, Gabby wants to get one. But then it gets kind of emotional for the women. They each only have one rose left. They walk out. And, okay... We talked about this at the moment. We talked about this in the moment. Rachel like complains to Gabby about feeling rejected and how hard it is. And Gabby's like, yeah, I know exactly how you feel. Um, And Rachel's like, no, this is like more embarrassing because it's like in like in Public. public in front of everyone, which I guess is true kind of. But it's also just like, don't like she's things have been going her like things go her way one like for one day. And has everyone, like, fawning over her. And she, like, throws this temper tantrum in front of Gabby, who's had a really terrible couple days. Yes. And, and she's bad. Like, she's does, a brat. Does Rachel not know all that Gabby's been, like, feeling, too, about her family history and the insecurities that are brought up with that compared to Rachel's, like, really solid family? Like, it just seems like, for sure, don't compare your tragedies at all but like also um (laughs) at the very least like self-awareness of who you're talking to and 
um, just like maybe you could just leave it at like, oh gosh, now we've both felt this and, you know, I feel for what you were going through yesterday. This sucks. Like, you know, hopefully things get better. But yeah. instead she just has to like minimize what Gabby went through. This was uncool for me. Uncool. I hate to see things break down between the leads and this female friendship they've got going. Ugh. Yeah. But after that, they, they come back to give out their final roses. Um, Gabby goes to, uh, Gabby's goes to Michael and Rachel's goes to Hayden. Mm. So, um, which, you know, at this point, were there even any other options outside of the guys she had already given roses to? I think that um, Jacob was the only one that was not offered a rose. So it seems like if everyone accepted, only Jacob would have gone home, which would, which is crazy because they right. each had 10, I think. Yeah. So well, maybe they were odd overall. Yeah. So, but then did they have different numbers of roses? For you? Oh, they, they probably had different numbers of roses. Yeah. Gabby Oh, yeah, because Rachel went first and then she went last. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but I thought, you know, even though... Oh, wait. No, but Rachel had already given two roses? Yeah, so... That's weird. It was interesting because Rachel had more roses, too. Um, even though she already had mm, two men with roses. They knew. They knew. I know. So, I don't know what was happening. It was a whole crazy time. Um, but we do see Hayden stay another week despite his comments to Gabby. Yeah. Um, so I wonder how that went down between Gabby and Rachel as they were picking who they wanted to give roses to, like seeing that Rachel still wanted to give one to Hayden. Um, I'm sure that would not make Gabby feel very good. So we'll see how long he stays. Um, yeah. But overall, super chaotic and messy. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it to set us up for... A remainder of a season that's a little bit less chaotic because we've got singular focus from the guys on one or the other. Mm, Still a question mark. Or do we? We don't know. We don't know. And we don't know how it's going to work and how much time will be dedicated to each woman. How many dates of various types each of them will get now that they're having separate seasons, so to speak. Still so many questions. So did this really solve any of the uncertainty? No. Not, not really. No, we still have questions. Um, yeah. And we have a cliffhanger in an after credit scene. Yes. Um, before we get to that, so we lost Termaine uh, and Alec and um, Jordan. Yes. And then Meatball. No, and then Jordan, a, Jordan, sorry, Rose. Uh, um, Jacob. Jacob. J names. And then ostensibly Meatball. Uh, so four guys down, that leaves, uh, what, m- math, uh, eight? 18. No, th- we had 21. Oh, sorry, no, 17 are there. 17, so Rachel had, or Gabby had nine. And Rachel, Rachel had, had eight. eight. But then in the after credit scene, which is never consequential to no. the plot, um, so people probably missed it if they stopped watching after the, cre- or before the credit scene. I know if you're avoiding, if you're avoiding spoilers or previews, you may have missed this. Um, but Meatball comes crawling back on his hands and knees. Not literally, although you could imagine him doing that because he's a, a, char- a joke Covered character. in sauce. Yes. He comes back and is like, hey, Rachel, um, 
it seems like uh, I shouldn't have rejected your rose. I've kind of reconsidered. Um, can I take these backsies? Um, <laughs> I was dreaming I, of meatballs. Did she? She didn't answer. We no. didn't hear an answer from her. But I think the I uh, maybe we need to rewatch the preview. I think he was in the preview. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she it, accepts because then it also evens out the numbers. Right. So and she's clearly all about not appearing to be behind Gabby. <laughs> right. So she better have <laughs> yeah. as many men to choose from as Gabby, even if she like literally doesn't care about Meatball at all. Right. So, yeah, but I think it'll maybe be hard for her to swallow her pride since she got rejected by him originally. Mm, yeah. I mean, he's obviously not a finalist. He's just there for fun. Um, but rejected by Meatball, sh- that's got to hurt. That's tough. Yeah, that's got to be bad for the ego. What's your final rose? Um, just, I am confusion. <laughs> My final rose again about Rachel. Ouch, girl. Don't be turning on your fellow lead or make it all about you. Even if the producers are spending more money on you, stay humble. Yeah, stay humble. Boom. Let us know your thoughts about this week's episode and what you think the rest of the season will look like now that we've made a major pivot in the structure. Yeah, it's a completely new season, sort of. <laughs> Honestly. It's just changed. And like... Really curious to see what it looks like. What has really happened relationally between anyone on the season? It's been all about drama and uncertainty and like these internal dilemmas. Like, But has love really flourished yet? Uh, I don't know, but it probably will next week in Paris. Ah, the city of love. Yes, they're going to all be chilling at the mansion. Jesse's going to come in to make an announcement. They're going to be packing their bags and going to the city. Is it the city of love? Yeah. yeah to Paris. Oui, oui. Yeah. Oh, oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you next week in Paris. Thanks for listening to In It for the Long Haul. This has been Lexi. And Zeke. <laughs> we'll see you next week.